0: The following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute.
1: Thank you. So first of all, um, those of you who you miss, only you were at the conference, you weren't there. No. Missed some good food
0: we, uh, and good good It <laughs>
1: So the it was nice. I the um, rabbi, doctor, who is here, Dr. Steinberg, an amazing man. I had uh, first of all like to thank Ron for. Uh, um, making it happen, but uh, I spent a lot of time with him. He was here all week, actually, so I learned a lot um, in many areas. Um, one of the things is he gave a class on Friday, I had him give a class for rabbis yeah. only, on a new in the colo. Yeah. and he spoke about this amazing topic that he's dealing with a uh, new, um, relatively new technology, not technology, but a new discovery and the application of that halachically so i wanted to i'm just basically gonna repeat his class um, but it's just amazing stuff and he's actually in the middle of it not finished he hasn't come to decision with he's working with various halachic decisors in israel um, to apply this halachically um, very practical as you'll see um, but he had there's no decision hasn't been made yet so it's just really discussing the explaining the issue and what the halachic ramifications are and the halachic issues involved and then we'll, uh, I guess, when he comes up with the answer, we'll discuss the answer. But, but basically, the, the, there is a professor in um, Haifa whose name is Professor Soretsky, an Orthodox uh, professor. I think he's in the Technion, and he has come up with recently. He has done studies and discovered a a um, female jewish marker in the mitochondria uh, mitochondrial dna Hello, jewish female. oh wow it's awesome yeah. surprise you can't just surprise like that <laughs> you, have weak, you have weak hearts here
0: <laughs> he can help you with your heart, doctor
2: they're all over the place <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is true good to see you well you get welcome. your bagel
2: no, but maybe. I had breakfast
1: before. Thank break. you. Thank you. Well, another breakfast has never hurt anyone, never killed anyone. So anyway, so he, so this professor has um, done studies over the last, you know, two three years, and has come of uh, thousands of women, quote unquote Jewish women, and he has discovered a female mitochondrial. A uh, m- Female DNA marker in the mitochondria, mm-hmm. which which um, I was just speaking to, Jeff. 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 What? Actor. Actor, um, who who knows a lot of in this field, and he uh, he also explained to me that there is no um, mitochondria DNA is only transferred from female to female. Right. So there is no male. Um,
3: There's no mitochondria in sperm. Yes. Correct.
1: There it's is sperm. mitochondria, just it's not transferred to the. It's to not the, a sperm. Really? There is no other way. Instead of what there is, mitochondria, just not, there's nothing given over yeah, from the mitochondria. Sure. Right. It has, no, it has to have mitochondria because the, the nucleus needs energy, gets the energy from mitochondria. Any cell needs mitochondria, I thought.
3: It's mm, mm. got some stuff stored in the yeah in the uh, part that doesn't go into the egg, the uh, collar. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah. So it's not the way I interpret it. kind of a short
0: lived thing. Okay. They don't have enough energy to last very long.
1: Okay. So, so the question. So then. So this. That, so this professor is We're it's sense. uniquely
0: Jewish. That's what. Uniquely Jewish. Yes. So we'll, we'll discuss the exact it's facts. Yes. It's
1: Jewish mutations that are found only in Jewish women. They are they found in all then. Jewish women? This is in the mitochondria. What? They
3: found in all Jewish women.
1: Oh, so that's that's the issue. So that's the question. So now the I'll oh just let me read you a little what he said. So it's specific changes in the mitochondria, um, which is less than one percent of the DNA, DNA, the total DNA of the of the cell. Um, and he said, just as an aside, he said, today we know there are many mm-hmm. devastating diseases that come from abnormal mitochondria, and there's technology today that they can fix those diseases by. Um, this is side class, which we'll have to discuss at a different time. Just an amazing halakhic issue also, which is today the because they have discovered that there are many diseases carried by mitochondria, so they can remove the... They can take a cell from woman, or from man for that matter, but um, in this case from woman, and remove the mitochondria, leave the nucleus from the original mother, and then have donor mitochondria put it back into that very same cell, and then use that cell for IVF, that, those eggs for IVF. So they're taking eggs from woman Removing the mitochondria, which has potential diseases that they're aware of, from this woman's uh, cells and her egg cells, and then take someone, a donor mitochondria, put it back in, Mm -hmm. which is healthy mitochondria, and then implant this egg into a surrogate mother. So now you have a question of who the mother is. You have three, potentially three mothers here, because you have the surrogate, you have the woman who's providing the nucleus. And then you have the woman who's providing the mitochondria. Oh yeah, thank you. So uh, two
2: so Jews, three pennies, right? Right.
1: So imagine having three Jewish mothers, four child, one one child, three Jewish mothers. So so that's a separate class, not for that's a just an parenthetical issue that coming up with this new technology of mitochondria which has to be dealt with, um, which which wasn't dealt with henceforth. Um, so that's, that's a different question. Here, in this particular study, uh, Professor Soretsky. if I'm pronouncing pronouncing it correctly, they took, they they studied five different Jewish populations. Um, um, they, I believe it was, uh, Russians, was like, no, sorry, Ashkenazi woman, um, Women, Jewish women from Azerbaijan, and from Morocco and India. I don't know why they picked these mm-hmm. locations specifically, but I guess to get a wide spectrum, they took these these four groups.
3: That's who the lab techs
1: were? What?
3: That's where the lab techs were from.
1: <laughs> could be.
2: Could the be. Center.
1: Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so each one um, was unique. Um, each one. Each one of these women. Was unique. Um, these, the DNA of these women were unique, not necessarily the same, but they were different than their surrounding population, different than the Gentile um, population. Here you have a cedar. do a wreck, you
3: look so nice. Yeah, especially after compared to me the last Thursday.
1: So, um, so basically, um, by the way, there is companies that, as you know, one of the biggest in the world, one of the biggest companies in the world is in Houston, Texas, um, that does uh, what I don't know what you call it, population genetics. You've seen them advertised. It's called Gene by Gene. It's actually owned by two Jewish fellows here in Houston, um, someone Greenspan, Bennett Greenspan, and Mark Blank Blankfield, Max. Max Blankfield. Blank,
2: Blank. Blank, Blank something
1: okay they actually own this uh, big company here which is an international company actually have also offices in Israel too and they basically you can come to them you pay your whatever it is your fee under 50 bucks and they can tell you um, your roots you know if you have any uh, Kazakh roots or any um, whatever Hungarian whatever you know whatever you want to find out okay um, Slovian where's Melania from Slovenia. Slovenia, Slovenian roots. You can find that anything, any roots. You just give a sample, and they they come back to you, and tell you your roots. Now the problem is that clearly it doesn't work so well because they're. Let's you know, say so you say you want to find out, my Jewish roots are. The people coming to them just you know they just you just fill out a form saying okay I'm Jewish and uh, but you have no have no way of really knowing of what you're saying, um, is true. Claiming you're Jewish, maybe you're not, maybe we don't know was there a conversion, was there, was there, we, there's no really way, that really scientifically doesn't, it's a nice thing, you want to know if you have any Slovenian roots, but it's not going to help you, um, in any which way to prove your Jewishness or not, because you, you don't know, you don't really know, they're just comparing, they're just basing on what you're saying and base, comparing that to what other people are saying about their DNA, so that's just, uh, not really very scientific, although they're making a lot of money, so, um, so here, what this what this lab in Israel did was they only took people that can prove their Jewishness for three generations. Okay, so in other words they only would accept women into the study in their control group who were able to prove and exactly what the proof is. I didn't ask them, but they can prove that they're they've been Jewish for three generations and they have they have that th- that's provable. I don't know how that's provable exactly, but whatever. However it is, they brought pictures of their grandmother and babushka, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, but basically again, they took these different populations, um, and, uh, and they checked back, actually says four generations, and s- currently they, t- the study has been done with 4,000 women, 4,000 samples, comparing it to, t- where anyway, they had 20,000 non-Jewish samples. Okay, so it's 4,000 women, um, compared to 4,000 to 20,000 non-Jewish um, women, and their findings were that 40% of the Ashkenazi women um, have one of the four types um, that fit into one of these four categories that are not found in their DNA. Meaning, on their DNA, they have this unique marker which is not found in
0: mitochondrial DNA. Mitochondrial
1: DNA, which is not found in any of the non-Jewish women. Okay, mm-hmm. so forty percent of the Ashkenazi women tested How had one this. Four, one and four had this specific unique marker, which is not found in any non-Jewish woman.
3: So is that a good result or a mediocre result? So that's the question. Oh. Oh, oh, and what is the significance of it? I yeah, mean, yes. other than other than wow, isn't that interesting? What's this?
1: Right. So that's what if we're talking you have about. The so marker then. you're Jewish if you don't have the marker, it doesn't answer the question. Yes. Now, first of all, to, uh, we'll get we we'll get to the significance and the but ramifications no, of it, but let's first understand the study. So again, forty percent of Ashkenazi women um, fit into one of the four categories that had this unique marker, which did not was not found in non-Jewish women. Thirty percent. But, but the, I'm just,
0: I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the please. four types of markers that are represented in only Jewish mitochondrial DNA—that's from older studies.
1: They no know that's this all from, from the him. Past? all he did for the So himself. this
0: four types ha- is just recently discovered that there are only four types that seem to be his, it's
1: all in his study yes
0: Jewish and that I would we have to question that original thought but okay keep going we'll say it's a mutation only
1: found on these on these I understand sequences.
0: but once you define types of whatever, the question is, how did you come to that definition? Mm-hmm. And He's so comparing
1: qu- it to other, to none understand. None so none it, to it's, it's just
0: interesting how he did that.
1: Right. So I, again, I'm not a it's scientist. I don't. Is I, this is the I Cohen gene. F- spelling it correctly. Yeah. I have no. no. their. Not the Cohen gene. He, he
0: hasn't found what the gene is yet. Oh. That's on the mitochondria. A,
1: it's a d- unique matter. Jewish gene. Absolutely. Soresky, I have, but I don't know if I'm spelling. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Sounds close enough. Okay. So he's doing it on the computer. Right, yeah. So that
3: means that if, if a Jewish woman uh, had children who converted to Catholicism, then they're going have that Jewish
1: Yes, yeah, so that's what's relevant. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to where the it's a, the application of it. But before, let me just finish what he, the facts of the study. Um, the second part was 30% of the women tested had a different, this, again, this is of 2,000 women, not necessarily such a big group, 30% 30, 30 had a different pattern changes in mitochondria, different than non-Jews. Um... Sorry. Different than non-Jews, but not like the non-Jews, meaning... So, meaning they didn't have this specific mutation, but uh, they had other pattern changes which were different, also different than non-Jews. So, not
0: the four. Right. They didn't fit there into were this, others. But,
1: but they had different pattern changes also, which weren't found the, the in non-Jewish DNA.
0: as you go on. Okay, that's the other
1: thirty <laughs> percent. Yeah. And then thirty percent um, have thirty percent of the Jewish women tested have the same as non-Jewish women. Um, okay, without uh-huh. any mutations. Okay. okay. So far, I'm not so, sure we learned a lot, but so, okay. So, uh, so that doesn't prove that they're not Jewish necessarily, <clears throat> because it could be their their grandmother converted, away, right? So okay, in other words, it doesn't prove a any.
2: Few more genes at team. Exactly. Right. Exactly.
0: But he thinks they're
2: all. Yeah. Okay. He's so right. It doesn't prove. It doesn't
1: prove uh, anything as far as whether. you know, It doesn't prove they're not Jewish. That clearly we won't be able to use that, because um, obviously it could be they had a convert in the family, um, which or not. when you convert your genes, or at not. least we, as far as we know, your DNA doesn't change. Okay, um, or it could be some of the non-Jews were actually Jewish, and there's. Not, did they, they do not know sephodic, about did
3: they do did they examine Sephardic women yes Moroccan yeah.
1: Moroccan uh, but the specific the 30% the 40% that he's talking about initially of the findings of this specific mutation were were in Ashkenazi women specifically I don't mm-hmm. know why maybe he's racist I not am not sure what why the, the, the study was done uh, the 40% that he's talking about is only in Ashkenazi women Okay, the specific mutation. Okay, the last study he, he had was 700 Ashkenazi women of the 40% out of 20,000, not sure what this means, only two women had it. Not sure what that means <laughs> exactly, but, but um, he, this was a, his most recent study, I don't know. Anyway, so the question is, the obvious question is, can, as a, in the halachic system now, there, no, it's, this story started actually, with, there's a, a chief rabbi of Moscow, whose name escapes me at the moment, um, came, to, asked Rabbi Steinberg to come to Russia, Dr. Steinberg to come to Russia to discuss this issue, meaning he basically in, in Russia, which was communist <coughs> not so long ago. So there are many, you had generations of Jews who totally lost, um, many of them intermarried, and now they're coming back now, um, many of them coming to Israel, also, and they're claiming they're Jewish, but they have no proof of their Jewishness. And it's a problem in within Israeli society. Um, it's a problem in Russian society. Meaning, they're claiming that their great-great-grandmother, you know, was Jewish. That's what they heard, but they have no proof. Many of them initially were also they wanted to get into Israel, so by by claiming they're Jewish, they were able to leave um, Soviet Russia or subsequently um, Russia. To get to be allowed into Israel, so so there's a lot of there was a lot of deception going on, and the question is, how do you prove it? What do you do? Um, and it's a problem within Israeli society today, where you have thousands of these Russian Jews, and in Russia, it's it's also a problem. So this ra- this Russian rabbi, um, asked Dr. Steinberg to come to Russia to discuss it, and basically, he wants to know, can he work with Professor Soretsky, with this professor in Israel, to to, f- to actually use this as a as a proof. To give people DNA tests to define them and find them as Jews um, based on the DNA. DNA that sounds so messy. <laughs> In w- on what level?
0: On a
3: scientific level. level, scientific, mm-hmm. okay. Why? It sounds outrightly frightening where people could take this information. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? One second, I mean, he's saying
1: two different things. He's saying scientifically, you're and saying... this is because th- it's open...
3: Saying. Well, I, going from me- scientifically messy, it's open to interpretation for every psychopath in the world to say, you're not Jewish because you don't have this gene, or worse, no, so you that's are Jewish so because you don't have
1: not this gene. Saying someone's not Jewish is irrelevant, like we said, because it doesn't prove anything, because because uh, maybe their grandmother was that, a convert that's because that's you're, ra- that's you're yeah, yeah. a rational talk, person no we're talking about yeah. ra- in the rabbinate we're talking okay. it's that's, working that's with amongst a the not answer. that that's yes, right, yes. Either, not but, that there's no okay. i'm not saying all rabbis are rational and not crazy God forbid. but um <laughs> but the point being is well the issue now is to use it as a on the contrary to prove that someone is jewish um that's that's they the have issue. a
3: jewish ancestor
1: no, they have no, like it's because in, in traditional Judaism, the Judaism is decided by the maternal, by the mother. So, okay, that so if mean there's a female mitochondria, like we said before, you can only, mitochondria, can. Mutations of that's mitochondria. Mitochondria is yeah. only, um, your
3: mother, I mean, only your female. But isn't that so therefore, Ezra Ezra no whether you had a male that wouldn't affect. So if you have a uh, so if you have a person with a, a woman who has this mitochondria, then you could say that her mother and her mother's mother yes, and her mother's exactly. mother. But what about Ezra well, that's, Nehemiah? That's I thought that, Ezra Allah, Nehemiah changed the
0: maternal that. transmission of Judaism ownership around that time to return to the Second Temple. Prior to that, it was still a paternal tradition. Uh,
1: never, uh, traditional Judaism does not say that. Well, that's Avraham to Yitzhak,
0: a, uh, for instance, that's father to son. Yeah, but there it's was not, not Judaism
1: then. That wasn't that was Abraham's before. Abraham's the, the first not. Jew. There no, no, yeah. no, was not Allah-Kli. Allah-Kli really? Jews were found. What People about Yitzhak? Yitzchak nah, is not Jewish. No, halach, not halachically. Wait. Know. This is this is mind blowing. Right most now, opinions, Abraham, uh, Isaac, and Jacob are the most. The Jewish numbers. nation was started at Mount Sinai at the Exodus in Mount Sinai. But Abraham's
0: not the first Jew.
1: Not necessarily. Yitzchak He was, um, he was
0: is the, is the. is not the. not a second not Jew. Not
1: halachically. Again, not halach.
0: okay. So wow.
3: Okay, but. <laughs> And our
1: forefathers. Okay, I need to It doesn't make down. them uh, Jewish.
3: <laughs> no, actually, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, the question <laughs> is: George Martin 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 to have an Jewish. American
0: passport? Right. <laughs> what
1: defines someone Jewish? So that's the question. Okay, so you if
0: mean, Isaac, though, is the tra- is the transition, uh, is our. His mother wasn't Jewish. Right, but he is considered within our tradition as the lineage the of our tradition. Yes. And well, his well, mother was not Jewish.
1: Uh, yeah, so yeah, therefore, well, it's well, passed I don't know, on to us. Jewish? I mean, I'm not sure. His mother was his cousin. It's both part of the, the same thing. The point is,
0: Abraham, Sorry. Isaac, and Jacob, the lineage is transmitted by patrilineal descent, yeah. not Yeah, but i, I right.
1: halachically, it's transmitted by maternal, ma, ma, maternal that's descent. A mo-
0: that's a modern thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're that's saying. Traditional Judaism
1: doesn't say that. We believe, Real, the really? Torah says very clearly in Parsha Vetchanan that you, if you intermarry, your kids will not be Jewish.
0: But that doesn't mean patrilineal or matrilineal. That just oh, means intermarried. It's
1: talking about marrying a non-Jewish woman. So that's what it's referring Why? Why well, couldn't it's it mean the other way? Said. I don't know. Look at the verses. I'm just telling you what, the, what traditional Judaism says. We're not going to That's a whole different topic. Yeah, but the,
0: the, so my, my point, my point there, is, but, what I was thinking, yeah. that if you're talking about different descents, so the Yemenite Jews that are separated earlier than the Second Temple, they if you were to follow that logic, the mitochondrial DNA of the women might be completely different because it doesn't so follow did the
1: matrilineal descent. you did study Moroccan Jewish women too. Um, that's part of the study. I know that's part of the four categories. Not Yemenite. You did study. Not,
2: not Yemenites.
1: Right, Yemenites were actually was the first. The time. Was I'm saying United it's earlier. Oh, you say enough. you didn't say Moroccan. I, I said Yemenite. Oh, okay. So I don't know. It was a good point, but uh, but I'm saying I don't know if that fact that you're stating is true. That uh, that. Well, things changed during the if second you don't time. Have data on I don't Yemenite know if that's a true women, fact.
2: you can't use the test. doesn't apply to them.
1: Yet. Yeah, but I'm saying anyway, it'd only be those specific women, you know, from you know, Yemenite.
0: Yeah, no, but... Uh, and they had progeny that went to, you know, Chicago. <laughs> I <Like, laughs> <Yes, laughs> you you know. can't find
1: out if that's Yemenite, it's just uh, no answer
3: to
0: that. I, I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. It, it's a messy study. It's not like yeah. So they, listen.
1: First of all, it's in the process. It's still not done. The study is obviously it's in the. it's It hasn't been finalized yet. There's obviously the more they numbers. They take another six thousand years. Could get worse. Could get better. is in its current form, Dr. Steinberg is dealing with in its current form. Halachically, would it be sufficient proof to prove? Let's say this woman wrote to work with the Russian rabbi and figure out can this be done to prove people's Jewishness as opposed to because right now it's a bigger problem. Right now you have Jews in Israel and Jews in Russia who are sort of living in limbo so they require them to do a, another conversion, a second conver- uh, or not a second, a first conversion because we're not sure if they're really Jewish and that people are f- get offended by that obviously and it's also not so simple because in halachic Judaism if you don't accept the mitzvah the conversion Except due to, to observable and its then it's not a valid conversion, according to most. So, so you get into a lot of sticky issues because you have all these Jews in coming to in Israel. Are they considered Jewish or not? How does it work? Should they be buried in Jewish cemetery? It's a very offensive to a lot of people. It's, it's a big problem. So maybe this technology can solve the problem in that sense by you take the you just submit a little bit, you know, saliva. It well, solves the problem for that maybe
2: 40% that are lucky, yeah. but it doesn't solve yeah, the problem okay, that but at at all it down for 60%. It could be
1: but if but it's I'm saying, but the point is right. for that if 40%, it will help. He's right. If it's the mito-
3: public will interpret the 60% exactly. as they're not Jewish. Exactly. correct? Yeah. And if so that's, it, a
1: different, that's a if more it, of a philosophical question. If it comes down from
3: mitochondria, then wouldn't the males have the same? We did a study on The issue is sperm won't have mitochondria. No, but if you have this mitochondria, yeah, you have it because your mother was Jewish. Correct. So yeah. well, you have it. So you're a, a male coming to. Yes, yeah, so not only a test for females, test for, for males so and females. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Males. <laughs> what
1: we're saying is, it's in because halacha says maternal descent is what decides. So therefore, it could only meaning if if you could receive some of these mutations from a male, from. From your no, father. no, you then can't. They won't, but but, it but it a male, would, right. a male right. might and have. Won't my, prove
3: oh, you and I might have that mitochondria. Right. It was a forty yes. percent chance.
1: Yes. yes, but there's a six percent chance
3: that you won't. That and this is only for Ashkenazi. You right. Well,
1: and even so far right. they have a tree that goes way way, 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 way. Now you want to state my the of this? Were found on the group of Ashkenazi women.
3: Ashkenazi, not Sephardic.
1: The ones that they've isolated these mutations, yeah.
3: These weren't the Moroccan ones. And okay. what about the
0: Ethiopians?
1: That's a that's a good so question. Ha, has
0: there been statistics run on this? Has there been, has yes, it been a formally yes. like is it a real study or is this just kind no. of
1: an idea? So, and that is I don't know what a real study means. I is it. published but, uh, but, uh, is it published journal. That I get uh, I don't know. I'm assuming, but I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean listen, he. He's met. Dr. Steinberg time. has met with the professor in his lab. I'll tell you the story. So basically, what happened was they—they they to make decisions on this level. You need some big rabbis. <laughs> I can't do it. Usually, it's not. You know, it's not a. It's not for your regular Joshua rabbi. Someone who's like what we call the posekadar, the the you know the leader of the generation, the, the, the halachic decisor. And, unfortunately, we're not doing too well these days with having c- such good leaders. <laughs> um, you know, we've lost the uh, Yashiv, who was known as, he was the last one, he died around, I don't know, s- six, seven years ago, and there's not really a great replacement for, for someone who would have the shoulders and the authority that people would accept his ruling basically across the board, because that's what you need. Um, so there is someone who um, Dr. Steinberg works with. His, his name is Zalman Chemia Goldberg. He's probably the probably the biggest halachic expert alive today. I've met him. I've had the privilege of meeting him a few times. He actually works with Rabbi S- Dr. Steinberg in the Encyclopedia Talmud. So they sh- they their offices are not far from each other, and he so he came to him with this information, and he said, "Listen, I'm a." too old for this. Um, I re- he wasn't really, the way Dr. Stein was described, but he wasn't interested. He said he's also, you have to realize in Israel, when you come out with a controversial halachic ruling, your uh, your life could be in jeopardy, because <laughs> there's a lot of extremists in Israel and anything you say. So he's had his share of, uh, you know, of uh, rocks thrown through his window, in a literal and proverbial sense. Um, this rabbi, and he said, listen, I, you know it's too complicated, and <coughs> I, you know, I don't understand the science, find someone younger who can deal with it. So Dr. Steinberg convinced him that at least to meet with the the professor and hear like hear about, just hear it, and then you could decide, you could say later on, you don't want to deal with the issue. Because it's not a yes or no question, it's obviously something you'd have to study, it's months of work and dealing with the lab. So, So actually this professor came down with Seven members of his lab team, um, and there was also t- with this rabbi, Dr. S- um, there was Rabbi Goldberg and the um, Dr. Steinberg, and he said two, ten members of two other Beth din's from the rabbinate in Israel. in not say names. Were all at this meeting together. He said so. It took two days. The lab spent over seven hours explaining the rabbi, the rabbi, Rabbi Goldberg, the just about the studies and the science of it. And, and I assume, till that point, you probably never heard of mitochondria. Um, so it's, it's a lot. <laughs> you have to explain all the technology and how the study was done, et cetera, and, and the statistics of it. So they spent seven hours, two, over two days, with the rabbi, he said. And the rabbi was intrigued, and he said, okay, I'm ready to take on the question.
0: Which rabbi? This
1: rabbi, Goldberg. i um, Goldberg. Wow. What are you saying? I'm just, I'm just He's not thinking, saying what he, he's just, just saying, saying. He's ready even, to look at in question. Even in our
0: tradition, there are so many non Jews. I'm thinking of Ruth, you know. Yes, of that course, and So it's so so, so strange.
1: So many kinds com- 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 of strains of, com-
0: bacteri- yeah. of mitochondrial DNA that are going to be involved in our DNA that it, it's amazing to me to come out with
3: any kind of statement. It's shocking. That's why I'm like. so I'm would you not think science that. It? Ruth's great. Ru- Ruth's grand grandchildren, a hundred generations later, might not be part of the forty percent. I don't know if that's one of the markers. Maybe I don't how do we don't know? We don't know anything about Ruth, but it Ru- might have been Ruth's? Might not necessarily. You're right. You're be, you right. You're right. Probably. Well, the, that's there's the, that's
1: part of the issue because the the way he explained to me, it's a very strange meaning. When you're saying there's only this four specific mutations, that means they came from four specific women. Now, they're they're tracing this back to, I us to Cheney. That's what he, he yeah. discussed. That there, this my, so that means there were four. The whole science. I don't. I'm not a scientist. So the return but from
0: Babylonia.
1: Meaning meaning the whole. When you're saying there's four specific mutations in female mitochondria, that means there, this these four mutations came from four women
3: way back when. Yeah. are variations, really
1: variations, whatever, whatever. They're
0: four women. Yes, that's the assumption so, that they're four. So that means
1: women. why? Why is only these four women um had I don't know. got their DNA candidate So he, Dr. Steinberg told when I asked him this question, so he said, well. It means that they had uh, fifteen kids and the other women around just had three kids so there they mm-hmm. ended up having much more progeny. that's all DNA mutations work you know, I mean that's
0: all assumptions that could yes, be assumptions ridiculous. but they,
1: you know but that's scientifically why they say there's this whole population has this that's what the whole this company gene by gene how do they know from slowene it's all based on specific so forty variations or mutations forty percent
3: of, came from these four I mean, women
1: right. Oh, yeah. have, came from four specific women. I mean, we can
2: we can assume for argument that that the science is valid. I don't think it is, but we <laughs> <laughs> can assume for for this argument well,
1: so f- that the, the forty percent is
2: valid and sixty percent are are well, not provable. Yeah. and forty percent.
1: That's not a very good percentage. It's, it's a great percentage. No, yeah, but it's not. A, it's not a majority. Well, it when, 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 when 40 I'm asked in the USA,
3: uh, when I'm asked to be a witness on it, some kind of accident case, the lawyers say to me, doctor, could you but give your answer in medical. This is a legal case. In, say in Israel of medical probability, and they would say, "Well, what is medical probability? Is great more chance than not." Right. So that means that if somebody is has uh, is in the forty percent, there's a greater chance than not that they are of Jewish descendancy, uh, And if they say there is not forty percent, you can't prove that they are, but you could certainly prove you can't prove that they're not. Right. But, so that means if I say if I, I'm Jewish, my grandmother and my mother were Jewish, and we we were in the Urals, and we were working slave laborers like everyone else, but I'm Jewish, we can't prove that they're not. No, th-
2: there's no question that based on this study, you can't prove that they're not. Right. But they're, they're, the premise of this study is that for a certain number, you can prove that they are.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, if you wanted to look at it from a legal standpoint, you would be able to say that a positive means that there is a preponderance of evidence that they are Jewish. To a and greater the, to a greater likelihood that, that they're not. presumably the percentage is no. And So, so for the forty percent, if they happen to be positive, you would be able to say with a reasonable level of
3: certainty that they have uh, a Jewish mother in their lineage. Okay. Also, or so. you could say for the 60%, you'd have to say, well, you'll have to go through the conversion process. No. Uh, no,
2: I think all, all you have
3: to say for the
2: 60% is you have no don't proof. know. We right. have to do something. We
3: don't know.
1: Right. No, but the point is, he's right. Meaning, the halachic <coughs> issue they're addressing is if a woman from that 40% comes and we. Take she's of the forty percent. Is that sufficient proof to say she's halachically Jewish? Probably that's is. So that's the question. So
3: is that is that the challenge that the regions uh, are y- facing? Yes,
1: that's no, that's that's what they're trying to figure out. Can they need a they want a decision based on this? If oh. we have a woman who's from that forty percent. Can we then proclaim the well, Jewish did, halachically?
3: How did Rabbi Dr. Steinberg do uh, uh, so this? Yes. Okay. So it so it should, be the, I, should be pretty easy. There was him. another
0: background number that oh, I didn't know if I heard. Easy
1: in, in
0: of those four markers, oh. yeah, although we don't know that the four markers are the entirety, but let's say there are four markers, what are the percentage in the non-Jewish population that they happen to also test positive for those four markers? Is it no. 0%? Yes. Uh,
1: the way I understood it, yes.
0: It's absolutely 0%. These
1: specific mutations are not found so So again, that's not believable. And that's on any, well, not found any
3: non-Jewish women that they tested yeah, as I mean, much as the test the was day day done 20, in Israel, 20, where were they no. doing the test? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, the no they, they had 20,000 women. 000. Look, they had 100 markers, and yeah. 50 of the markers were positive in 3% of the non-Jewish population. They drew the line high. Right, yeah. So right, we're right, going right, to take with right. markers yeah. that don't that don't occur
0: anymore. So zero of the 20,000 controls... These are specific... Zero. The 10 other markers they have uh-huh. that identify Jewish women, but they can't say... That was the outside, the four. Yeah.
1: Wow. They, no, well, they said out of tw- uh, th- I'm not sure what this means, but I think out of twenty thousand women, two women had it. Uh, twenty thousand women. Right. Two women had.
0: Well, were they chosen from China? For the four markers. Yeah. For one of the four markers. I mm-hmm.
1: believe so.
3: They might have. They know. might have come from China. You know.
1: <laughs> okay. So now, so what's so what's the halachic issues involved? So, so just. Jew in the woodpile. So, uh, so the, the 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 first there's a concept in uh, um, because normally in halacha we always require what's called to prove anything especially relevant to issues like this you need to have witnesses um you need to have two witnesses the torah says it's a verse from the torah you need to have two witnesses to testify anything less than two witnesses when it comes to ascertaining facts um, is not accepted in halacha um, in most areas depends on which area and we're talking about relevant to marriage which this is technically exactly relevant to um, things like that. Uh, we'll talk about a guna. of a woman, we need to ascertain that the husband is dead. So you need to have usually you need to have two witnesses to testify um, in a Jewish court of law. Less than two, uh, anything less than two witnesses for murder, or for anything is not admissible evidence. For other things, let's say for kosher. If I tell you this is kosher, even though I'm not, you don't have two, you don't have two witnesses telling you this bagel is kosher. Sufficient to have one. Um, one person stating it's kosher otherwise you'd never be able to eat in your home because your wife is mm-hmm. not uh you can't trust your wife right to say that it's kosher so there's one that's called eight and then that means if it's just a prohibition we believe one person but for anything else you usually need to have two so the question is but let's say for example there's a concept of what's called a siman Siman literally means the word means a sign so let's say for, uh, Torah discusses lost objects. So there's an extensive law in halacha called uh, return, you have to return a lost object to its rightful owner. And when the guy comes to tell you it's his if object. If Jewish. <laughs> well, we do it for non-Jews too, because we're nice. But the obligation, yes, the specific obligation is for a fellow Jew. Okay, Hadina, remember?
2: I was actually reading uh, something about uh, that okay. last week.
1: Yes, we are a racist religion, we're proud. Um, so, so uh, the, the point being is that when someone comes to prove to say this is my wallet, how do they? They have to prove that it's theirs if you're going to give them back their wallet, Jewish or not. Okay, so how do they prove it? So, there's, there's different, there's three categories of what we call simanim. Um, okay, um, there's something called a siman muvhak, that means it's a, it's a unique siman that no one, no, nothing else. It's and no, no other well will have the simon. Let's say it has a hole. Trying to think of what would be something unique about it. It's made from. Uh, it's
2: engraved with my initials. Right.
1: Okay. So right, right, if it's engraved in a certain way with your specific handwriting with your initials, that's something that's what's called a simon move hack. It's on. Un, it's unique to this object and not there's no there's no, it's not going to be found in anything else. Then there's what's called a simon baini, a middle of the road simon. Okay. It's a category that uh, you know you could that that's doesn't prove it for sure it's not unique specifically to your wallet but it's, you know, let's say whatever, it will, I don't know what the numbers are we'll talk about that then there's, uh, then there's the lowest level of simon which doesn't prove anything okay, so now um, the question is and this is is, is the concept of simon proving something, proving a fact with a sign, is that biblical or rabbinical the allowance, that's the discussion in, in the Gemara or in the post whether it's biblical now, this is relevant when you're dealing with identifying a, a dead body. Um, as we know, the concept is a serious concept in Halacha with what's called an aguna. aguna. Aguna, which means a chained woman, is a literal word. Um, literal translation, aguna means chained. We're not dealing with the modern-day aguna, which is a whole different concept, but the aguna means a chained woman, meaning it's a woman whose husband disappears those days before communication, the guy goes on an overseas trip, he never comes back. So it could be he decided he didn't like his wife and he's found the Asian woman no. overseas and he's not coming, you know, he liked her better than his wife yeah. and he's not coming back. And therefore the woman is chained in the sense of she can't get married <coughs> because she needs to have a get in order to get married. Cool. She needs halachically, if he died, if he was killed or he drowned on, on the overseas. Yeah, um, are on the way, so then of course he, so this is very, it's problematic. It's a big problem in halacha because it wasn't so uncommon to have people disappear, <coughs> go on a business trip and not come back for for a year or two. And if you permit the woman to remarry, just because the guy didn't show up, he ends up, he might show up three months later and then she's remarried, has a nice new family, and those children are now mamzeiram, so it causes a lot of halachic issues. So they had to come up with um, leniencies the rabbis, of course, within the framework of Halakha to prove death. So in other words, to have two witnesses come and say he died is, almost, is very improbable. You're going to get two witnesses. So the rabbis allowed, they relied on what's called a siman muvhaq. Okay, so everyone agrees more or less that a siman muvhaq was something that's a proven, a unique siman, a unique sign. For example, saying the guy, a unique sign that's specific to this person, okay, is... Even medaraisa—that means even biblically—would be a f- uh, sufficient proof to prove that this person had died. Okay, so let's say they had a specific uh, birthmark on his genitals, something like that. Okay, so that's something we assume—it's a specific spot, and it's a specific shape. That would m- everyone would agree, and halacha says very clearly in the Shachar Ar- that's specific proof that this—that would be if we found the body. F- yeah, we're talking about we found the body, right? Um, but again, so it's identifiable by that. By the way, you have to be very careful. If you remember this, many, many years ago, we were discussing this in class. Remember this? And we, uh, we had a woman here, if I want to preface it, on, if anyone had. We were discussing, um, this happened a lot, in plane crashes specifically. Many responses written. And even after the Holocaust, by the way, there's uh, hundreds and hundreds of women who were stuck not knowing um, if their husband survived the Holocaust or not. And what do they do? Can we allow them to get married? And Moshe Feinstein himself permitted, supposedly, over 150 women after the war, after the Holocaust, based on different evidence that they received. But and even uh, allowing these women to remarry, assuming their husband had died. But just the fact that someone didn't—you didn't hear from them—they're not on the list after the war. I mean, there were many people who survived the war who moved to Brazil and, and South America and never heard from since. All right. So, so it's a very—it's a—it's a. It's a very serious issue in halacha, because again, be permitting what's what we call an eshet ish, that means a married woman, to remarry and it needs to be clear that her husband is no longer alive. Um, so we were giving this class many years ago, not, not on this topic but on the topic of identifying uh, bodies, etc. So there was I don't know if you remember, there was a doctor in the class you know, a woman, a doctor, an older woman who just started sobbing you remember this? Mm-hmm. Maybe you went there. It was a terrible, one of my worst uh, days in teaching, <laughs> so this woman it turns out we were, we were discussing response where there was a plane crash in the East River private plane crashed, and the the remote find permitted they found they only didn 't found the body they found a a, a finger with a ring on it, with a, a mm-hmm. ring and that 's how they identified this person to permit the the based on the marriage ring that 's how they identified the woman the 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 man to permit her wife to remarry. And it turns out this person in the class had this specific story. Her husband, 30 years before mm-hmm. this, before I gave the class, had taken off from San Francisco, crashed San Francisco Bay, and she had to identify his body based on the ring, and so she just started saw it. it was terrible. <laughs> I sent her flowers afterwards. It wasn't a... Was <laughs> so.
2: What are the odds? <laughs> That's she, 40%. Yeah. she <laughs> was remarried she, she said
1: she hadn't cried in 35 years It happened 35 years ago she, had, she was remarried she has kids from a new husband you don't know oh, sure. Can't I remember don't remember those. The story. Uh, anyway. he suppressed so her since, he then, <laughs> since then I'm very careful and when I give this class I ask if anyone had anyone killed the World Trade Center when I talk about DNA issues because when you talk about this there's always someone in there. So
3: how do we do? How do they manage the, the, the World Trade Center issue? There's oh, so this, nobody. So this is
1: part of it. So we'll get to in a second. So, <laughs> so, so, so the first question.
3: <laughs> oh, that's right, because <laughs> is yeah, right. not <laughs> Only but
0: those with the uh, four really markers. Time.
1: So yeah. so basically, the the the, main, the first question here, and we'll get to the World Trade Center in a second. The halachic question is, is simanim do right or not? So what we're saying is a siman muhak, meaning most Rishonim. That means most earlier early authorities. Say that if it's a Simon Muhak, that means it's a unique Simon specifically to this person or this object, that's considered biblically accepted as testimony, as just as has the same uh, stance as witnesses. Does okay, that stand
3: alone, or do you need another witness?
1: No, no, that's alone, meaning if you have a Simon Muhak. Simon bainani, that means a middle category, which that's not unique specifically. Um, that is that. That's where there's an argument whether it's biblical or not. Now here to prove someone's Jewishness, w- we would assume that it, you have to. It has to be a biblical proof, is what um, Dr. Steinman would say. So, so meaning the question becomes: Is a change in a what was the word you used? You don't like mutation rules? A variation in the mitochondria. Variation is pejorative. Uh, okay um is is the variation in the mitochondria a simon muvak? is it do we consider that a logically, a valid proof that would be sufficient to prove their jewishness okay meaning again, it has to be a biblical we're saying to be a simon muvak, in words, it has to be biblical that means it would have to be a unique specific thing that is not found anywhere else, okay, so that's the question um so so now, in when it came to the World Trade Center and the DNA issue, was, it was the first time it was really addressed in a real way um, because there were at least seven or eight cases of um, women whose husbands didn't come home, specifically Jewish women who wouldn't marry, who who, who needed halachic decision. There was at least seven cases where the bodies weren't found, um, and they needed they needed to know can they remarry. So there are many not going get, to get into cases. I was involved. There was one case that was actually related to Houston because the guy was on the phone with, he was a trader on the 97th floor, I believe, of the World Trade Center. And he was actually, his last conversation, he was on the phone with a trading place in Houston, with a company in Houston, doing a trade. And they recorded, it was recorded here in Houston. So the Benton in New York that was dealing with the case called us, called not me specifically, but called the rabbis here to go to the company to to get the recording from them and listen to it and then would send it on to the Benton in New York. um, So we we were somewhat involved and based on that recording, which took place um, I think it was nine or eight minutes before the the Trade Center was hit by the plane and they had the recording here in Houston, um, they permitted his wife to remarry because we have to know that he was in the building at the time Mm -hmm. the plane hit. So they, they, they basically figured out he, there's no way he could have made it out from the time of the recording. He couldn't have gotten downstairs and out of the building um, at, during that time period. So they, that was one case. But there are many, many different cases and many ways. Again, we try very hard, bend over backwards. As, as they say, if there's a rabbinic will, there's a rabbinic way to permit these women because, because obviously you don't want to leave this woman in a situation where she's stuck not being able to remarry. So, you, you, we try everything we can. We're as lenient as possible to accept proof in these cases. But again, of course, it has to be halachic proof. You can't just say, you know. So, the question is Does this mark
0: arise to uh, that so level. This,
1: Right, exactly. So, so it, when it came to the World Trade Center, there were basically two opinions um, in Israel. At the time, the American rabbis didn't want to decide, and they sent it to many rabbis in Israel, of Revad Yosef, And um, basically, there were two opinions, The, the or three really. So one, the the Pnei Brak rabbis were very extreme, and they said it's not proof. The we, they didn't accept DNA as proof because what happened was it was one specific case where the shoulder blade bone was found, um, and it was matched to the way it worked. as actually I'd been at a conference after 9/11 in New York, where they had the the what's it called? Not the DA the guy from the coroner's office. Medical examiner. medical examiner spoke about how they dealt with all the cases um, and they were very helpful with with the rabbis at the time with the be, be, with the best in dealing with these issues um, so basically they everyone any survi- all the surviving families meaning the survivors families had to bring in a toothbrush and a hairbrush to the medical examiner's office and they had hundreds of volunteers I mean it's for everyone and then based on that they all the ash that came in they would sift it that there, and then any bone fragments were then compared after running all the DNA samples from the toothbrushes and, and hairbrushes of survivors, um, and then they compared that, okay, so there, there was one specific woman whose husband had left to work early in the morning, and the, after six months, they found a the shoulder blade fragment, a piece of the shoulder blade, which matched his DNA, and the question became, can they permit her based on that? So, the, so ba- basically, there were three camps in Israel. The f- one camp was, it's not acceptable, based on the fact that they considered DNA only what we call a simon the middle of the road simon. It wasn't, it wasn't a simon muvhach. It wasn't a unique simon. And one of the things they based on, which sounds ridiculous, and Steinberg agrees, that it's based on they said that they, how do we know the lab didn't make a mistake? As we know, there are many mistakes happen in labs. Maybe they matched it to the wrong brush, or we don't know for sure that the lab didn't make a mistake. Which today I don't think is relevant anymore. We have, I mean, there are labs who do do some shady stuff, but any government-approved lab or any lab um, today, also you can take it to multiple labs and you can do the same test. Clearly, you're not going to say this mistake happened three times in three different labs. So, so that's that's one group. Um, the two rabbis, there were and Nissen Karelitz. That was their opinion. They did not accept DNA. In general, you have with extreme um, Orthodox rabbis, there's a concept called chadash. So anything new, any new technology, is automatically assumed. We don't accept it. You know, and they work down from there. So that's, that's that group. And then you have, so on the other side, you had Zalman um, HaMei Goldberg, this rabbi who's dealing with this case now, he said... It's considered, he considered a simon-muvhaq DNA um, and he said it's acceptable, you can permit the woman to remarry. Rabbi Yashiv um, was sort of in the middle of the road, compromised position, he said he permitted it, he permits DNA but not by itself with some, some other factor involved, what we call a glime with which means he said, let's say we know the guy was in the building, he went to work that morning, and he saw we know he was there because he called his wife that morning, so we know he was in the building and then we find DNA evidence. So he permitted it together with that. That was really, That was the compromised position. This woman, they did permit her at the end based on, on everything you said. So she, she did remarry. So the question becomes, um, the difference, why is this d- DNA different? Because here, this is Rory Steinberg's observation, and again, this wasn't cited yet, but basically saying that when you're dealing with that case of DNA, of, uh, you're dealing with the whole DNA of the person, okay? Um, the whole nuclear DNA and identifying a body. So you found the shoulder blade. We're going to match that to the whole nuclear DNA in his toothbrush and his hairbrush. So that's one in 30 million. Um, It's very unique. It's one in 30 million have the same DNA. So the chances of that being someone else, that, he's saying... Very much is would fit into that category of what we call a siman muvahak. It's a clear, unique siman for this person. No one else. One in thirty million is enough to say that that's called unique as a siman, <coughs> and it's accepted. And therefore, um Zalman Khami said that's a siman muha, and therefore it's not an issue. That they would permit the woman to remarry. By the way, the just as an aside. Again, okay, let me just finish my thought here. But in this case, um, we're not when we're dealing with the DNA here, right? we're not dealing with, it's, it's, we're not saying this person has a unique sign. What we're saying is this is, now we're putting them into a category. If they have this variation on their DNA, that means they're in now a category of all other Ashkenazi women. Okay, so it's very different than the case of 9-11. The DNA in 9-11, what they permitted was, this is a unique sima. Here it's not the same. Here what we're saying is, this all Ashkenazi women have the sima. On their DNA, on their mitochondrial DNA. Okay, so it's not, its that's the question. Do we look at that differently? Because we're not saying it's unique to them. It's unique to a group. We're now placing them in a group with the SIMA, as opposed to saying this. You hear the difference? So that's part of the question that they have to figure out. Um, by the way, just as, as an aside, one of the reasons in Israel they were very nervous and careful about permitting the DNA when it came to 9 11 is because once they say, they pr- they allow DNA as a proof halachically as a valid proof, then you're gonna get a, you're going have a lot of what we call mamzerim, children who are now legitimate because anyone as you know today you can go to uh, Walgreens, buy a test that says who's my daddy. Ever see the signs on 610? There's a lot of signs where right? you can for for 25 bucks today you can figure out who your daddy was, right? So so if you say DNA is halachic proof, so then you you get into the who who my daddy problem is. And then uh, you're going to have a lot of people proving um, that they're... And, and halachically it's a major problem. Illegitimate children, meaning who... If the woman was married and, and the daddy wasn't who she said it was, that causes a lot of halakhic issues. Um, Moms-ehrim can't marry. he can only marry other moms etc. So that, so that was one of the big issues. So they came... What's fascinating is when they permitted the DNA um, as halakhic proof after 9-11... They didn't permit it to prove paternity. it was only allowed to prove um, prove the body, but not for paternity so how could that be so there the the this is why you have to be Talmudic mind This is why you need to have to study Talmud for many years for this is what they said was it only it it proves the genetic makeup came from that man, but we don't know that they had she had an affair maybe it was ivF because there's other ways today that you can have a child not with your husband. Okay, so it's not halakhically telling us that she had an affair, meaning if someone has does IVF with a man other than the husband, it's not a mamza <coughs> according to most opinions, many opinions. Uh, okay, meaning if a married woman takes someone else's, another man's sperm and, and does IVF with it or does uh, artificial insemination, that doesn't make the child a mamza, even though she's married. So meaning, so the genet- genetic proof, proving t- doing a test on the DNA doesn't prove that she had an affair. It proves that, yes, another uh, she got pregnant with another man's sperm, but uh, so doesn't that, mean that.
3: So that means that if a woman, let's just, he can't have tree. He's had cancer, testicular, testicular cancer. Mm-hmm. So the brother is his brother. Is this his twin brother? Is the sperm donor to his wife? Okay. So that child is not a mom.
1: Not a mom. Right, okay. According to most.
3: But if they had had intercourse, so, then it would yes, be a mom. Okay. Yeah. So. A woman can always say, "Well, I didn't have an affair with him, but he did give me some sperm, and I inseminated myself, and I got pregnant." Correct.
1: Well, you say it's always a way out. It's Always correct. Uh, right. No, well, sometimes that's you That's why turkey-based. No, saying, If you have witnesses, you <laughs> store them in Motel Six. Together, then and that's, that's, that's the like point. You need
3: two
1: things. No, I'm saying you're right. You you you, no, you don't need the, to No, I'm it. saying the point is: let's say he was on a trip for a year, yeah. and then she gets pregnant. Okay, so now she could say I had IVF, but if same two witnesses saw her going into the hotel room with Mr. X, right? So then, then
2: that it's like Oria, the same thing going into shrews.
1: Right, so we don't. Well, you're right. There has to, You have to see them in a lover's embrace. Yeah. Witnesses have to have seen them in a lover's embrace. This is okay. King
0: David. Same thing.
1: Okay, so, so going um, back <coughs> to this case. Sorry, Let's try to finish this off quickly. So. Where was I? Uh, so basically, so the question is, again, because this is not saying this is unique to this person, the DNA doesn't show you this mutation or variation. doesn't show it's unique to this person. It's more of a general putting into a category. That, that becomes the question. Um, and th- there's different ways, by the way, to look at... We're not going to get into all the details, but see my name. But he, um, Dr. Steinberg, brought two proofs from different places in the Talmud as to whether... Um, as to whether uh, putting someone in a category with that work, um, so one was one proof he brought was a case of uh, just kind of on a tangent, but a case of kilaim. Um, there's a prohibition to to mate two different species, non non uh, humans, in the Torah. By the way, that's good to know. Meaning you can't take two different animals and mate them together. So, for example, a mule, which comes from a horse and a donkey is prohibited, it's not prohibited to use the mule once it's made, it could benefit from it, but there's a prohibition of actually taking two different animal species and making them together. Um, these, you know, the Torah says, we don't know why, the Torah prohibits, the assumption is we, you know, God created the world with certain order and we want to keep all our, the right species together.
0: That doesn't so apply to plants, just to animals. It does
1: apply to some plants too, yes,
0: actually. Even though we have Yaakov doing hybrid splicing, genetic engineering, that's okay?
1: I don't know, am not sure what you're referring to, but... but.
0: With uh,
1: Levon. No, that was animals.
0: That was, no, that
1: oh. was his wheat. Well, and animal, it talks about animals, he would do different sheep to produce... Oh, uh, right, 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 right. But that's yeah. sheep, it's in the but same he, species. He used
3: plants to do this. Yeah, yeah he used... The yeah, no, he used, plants, yeah, he could yeah, have used so, the so plants. Oh, it, so, so a Labradoodle right. is a kosher dog. Yeah,
1: if it's in the same species... Okay. It's kosher. We're so talking about two different species. The recent species. chimera
3: between
2: a human and a pig to grow organs would be.
1: That's a That's an interesting thing. question. I mean, we vision. didn't get to that. Halachically, we're not. Give us one one question at a time. Can't handle overburden the rabbis. It's not going to be good. Um,
0: <laughs> we'll so, have to send you flowers.
1: So uh, the point and I did see that question. It hasn't been discussed, but it's a good question. Um, where they're growing organs yes. here, right? no. Human organs and pigs, yes. So uh, the point is... I where it's was going. Oh, so his proof is like this. So it discusses... Talmud discusses... Um,
0: and why do, Why is that a prohibition?
1: Does it explain... No, no. no, no. Torah just says... Taurus done we, uh, it's, there's three types of kalayim in Torah. Mixing of species. One is in plants. You know, like, for example, we're not supposed to plant your wheat right next to your grapes. That's bad because they can... Into germinate or whatever, and you can have wheat, I guess, or wape, whatever. And so that's a problem. You know, all these species, like a tangelo and whatever, it's problematic to do it as a Jewish farmer. We eat them. Listen, once it's done, we have no problem benefiting from it, but they taste delicious, but you're not supposed to do it. They have a lot of stuff. They have pears with uh, apples. So all of them, for an Israeli farmer or Jewish farmer to do that is problematic, to actually mix the species. We don't mix species. Um but you can eat yeah, once it's done, someone else does it, you can eat yeah. okay, so so anyway, to make a long story short, he brings a proof um Gamara says allows it if to- as long as the mother is the same species, we don't care about the father that that's sufficient to allow the species, meaning let's say you have something that's a mixed breed, the father's from different species, but the mother is from the same species. You have two animals like that, can I now breed that animal with the other? The quite discusses this, and the, and the um, Tamara says, as long as the mother is from the same species, that's sufficient, and you, how do you know? It brings the simon in that show this is from this species X. So Dr. Steinberg wanted to bring this as a proof to show the simon here is working just to place it in a group. It's not a unique simon for this animal. It's a simon in general, it's a general simon. He's just showing this as a precedent where we find using simon in for a biblical prohibition of, of uh, intermingling of species. And we're now placing it in a group, as opposed to, as opposed to uh, um, just saying something about this animal. Another so, so proof.
2: So Jewish women are a species.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. no, no, that's species. A <laughs> God forbid.
0: Species. Okay. So, let's represent that
1: so, so there's a lot more to this. Obviously, it's in flux. It's, it hasn't been decided yet. But, Dr. Steinberg's opinion is, he thinks it should be permitted as proof, based on. Mm-hmm. This, that, that this is considered enough of a siman muvak. He's saying, listen, for aguna, for example, there's so many lesser things that we permit. For example, if the guy has, uh, you know, a, grow, <coughs> a mole on his nose, we we identify the body that way. You know, or someone, for example, they bring as... as because really, it's defining what a siman muvak is. He, and he went into that a lot. But uh, halachically, it's very vague as to the definition of what's considered a unique siman. But he says they bring things, for example, as a... Uh, you know, a uh, guy's missing a leg, missing an arm, okay, and they find his body. He was, a, he was a thing like that, which is obviously that's not unique to this person. There are many people missing arms and legs, and still we bring that as a proof to identify the body. The Shogunach brings that as proof. Um, he said so far there's been, there is one, um, what's called an achron, meaning a later authority in the commentary in the Shogunach, who s- uses the language, defines a simon by saying one in a thousand. OK, it has to be unique. Unique is defined as one in a 1,000. So there are people who say, if you actually they did this statistical studies on this DNA that he found in the lab, and they say it's only one in 900. So it doesn't fit the match. But he, is saying that's ridiculous, because it's when someone, and this is a very fascinating topic, which we can go into a different time, when chazal, meaning in times past, when the Gemara says, we rely, let's say, for example, just as one example, we rely on, we drink milk from every cow. Well, cows cow kosher, so the milk is kosher, right? Camel milk is not kosher. So now, how do we know if, the, by the way, if the cow is what we call a trefa, it has a defect inside, let's say it has a hole in its lung, or a defect in any internal organ, it's not kosher. That means the milk from that cow would not be kosher. So today we have MRIs and stuff like that. They didn't have that then. So how, do they, how could you ever drink milk? The cow might have a defect inside. So there's a concept, the Talmud says, rove behemot kasher. Most animals we are, are don't have defects. Now, did the, the, they go around in the times of the Talmud and do a scientific study to figure out that? Well, you know, they took the, you know, the five cows they had in front of them in their in their farm, and they decided based on the cows that they saw that most animals are don't have defect. They didn't go to Africa and to America and other locales and do a scientific study and compare them to other. Right. So, so most uh, there's no statistical when Chazal give numbers. Um, they don't, It's not statistical studies. If there was no statistics then. I don't think they. So clearly, they didn't rely on statistics, right? So when they said, "Where's this?" It's an assumption. Well, most animals are kosher, and you can assume most animals don't have this defect. Okay, and therefore you can drink milk today. Although there are rabbis, believe it or not, who don't drink milk because <laughs> today they claim that they, they get inoculated and that makes a defect. Whatever. But that's besides the point. Not going there. Um, the the point is so. So he's saying statistical study. When they said one in a thousand. It's ridiculous to say, okay, this is 900. thousand was just a general statement. They weren't saying specific numbers. They didn't have specific numbers. and they, It wasn't based on science. So therefore, of course, today, if we have what's called uh, this simon, this DNA... Statistical which
2: Statistical significance. Yes.
1: So he says, therefore, he, in his opinion, it, it's 100% should be permitted and accepted as proof to Jewishness. In fact, standard, but he is not the deciding factor. It's going to be some other big... Well,
0: I, I would love to read the study.
1: So maybe we'll get a hold of it. Uh, I actually tried to set, when he was here this past week, I tried to set him up with Greenspan and with this company called Gene by Gene because I figured they'll be excited they can make money from it. And he'll, he's, he can talk about the science with them. And But Green, Greenspan was actually out of town. And the other guy, the other partner, Max, told me he knows nothing about genetics. He's just a, the money guy. Yeah. So... He said, actually, we set him up. He's going to meet with their company in Israel when he gets back um, and hook up the lab with them and see if they can do work together. Well, if, uh, so that's a uh, small, just interesting to see how cutting edge uh, technology is affecting halacha. Um, so I
2: want to know about the rabbis there that are so extreme. Who died and made them God?
0: you have been listening to the mp3 project from the jewish ethic institute for a complete selection of our lectures please visit our website at j-ethics.org shalom